Hello, hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode on the KFT Church Podcast, hosted by Apostle Dominic Osei and Prophetess Desi Osei. Here, they share conversations and wisdom nuggets on Jesus, love, marriage, fellowship, and, and everything else you didn't think you needed to know about this walk with Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, give a clap offering to Jesus. Oh, you're not clapping for a man. Amen. Somebody say, we love you, Jesus. Amen. Close your eyes. Everybody testifies. You are good. You are good. Jehovah, you are. You are good. Everybody testifies. You are good. You are the Jehovah. Everybody. Testifies that you are good, you are the Jehovah. Everybody testifies, you are good, you are the Jehovah, you are good. Everybody. Everybody testifies that you are Oh Jesus, Karabasata. He might go to Everybody testifies you are You are the Testify that you are good. Oh Jesus, you are the Jehovah. You are good. Everybody testifies that you are good. You are the Jehovah. Father, we all testify that you are good. We give you praise and give you glory. From generation to generation, you have been God. You are the Lord God of our lives. We say thank you. Thank you for the middle of the year. Thank you for bringing us to this point. Thank you. Thank you that you did not allow the enemy to destroy us. Thank you that whatever Satan planned against us, you canceled it. Thank you for divine preservation. Thank you for for the upliftment, for the testimonies, 
for the doors that have been opened. Thank you. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you. This afternoon, KFTC, thank you, Lord. We give you praise for the many testimonies in this house. We give you glory. Today, we've come once again to your presence. For, the, for it is written, unto you shall the gathering of your people be. And therefore, we ask, O oh Lord, that you will speak to us. Show us the way. Give us directions. Empower us. Release strength over us. For you said they go in strength, those that come before you in Zion. We ask that we will live here with strength and power in the name of Jesus. We pray that the Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you for the angels that you've released. We thank you for the, the blood that is sprinkling over us. We thank you for the fire that is being released. Let every chaff, every unwanted thing in our lives be arrested. We ask, O oh Lord, that you have your way today. Spirit of the Lord, move. Move. Move in our midst. We thank you for moving in our midst. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Somebody shout a big amen. amen. Come on, shout a bigger amen. amen. Oh, the amen is weak. Say a bigger amen. amen. You may have your seats in the heavenly places. Amen. Amen. We thank God. Please make sure you, if there's a seat next to you, we can play, put people there. I mean, I know people standing in the back so that everyone can have a seat. Amen. We thank God for what he's doing here. Are you excited for the new month? Oh, your excitement looks very weak. Some people did not make it. Some did not make it in the middle of the month. You are here. In the middle of the year. You are here in the middle of the year. And it's a good place to give thanks to the Lord. Somebody give a clap offering to the Lord for keeping us, watching over us, protecting us, delivering us, providing for us, making a way for us, our going, our coming. God has been faithful. Amen. Do you believe that God has been faithful to you? Amen. You may have your seat. I'd like for us to acknowledge our first lady once again in the house. Let's celebrate God for her life. Amen. Amen. Please have your seat. Today my message is very simple. I know we are in a season of evangelism. We've been talking about it last month, but we want to get more into it this month as well. Uh, because it's a very important subject to every believer. Amen. So the message is the message of evangelism. And you can put in parentheses what to say when you go out. What to say when you go out to evangelism. 
the message. Somebody say the message. Now, the mandate of every believer, the mandate of every believer is to establish the lordship of Jesus Christ into the hearts of men. Amen. We are called to win souls for Christ. When you look at the book of Matthew, chapter 28, there is a great commission that was released to us in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Now, when you start from verse 18, he said, Jesus came and spake to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. In verse 19, he said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son. And of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. Even unto the end of the world. Amen. So there's a commission that has been given to us. As believers. Not as pastors. Not as prophets. Not as evangelists. Not as teachers but as believers somebody say believers so that commission is for the entire body of Christ every one of you has a, have a mandate and that mandate is to go and make disciples of Jesus Christ say make disciples now John 3:16 said that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God loved the world, not just the church. He loves the what? The world. The people that are smoking outside. The people that are fornicating outside. The people that are committing fraud and doing all kinds of evil. God loves them. And so Jesus came to die for the entire world. And so, if he loves them, he made a way for them to be saved. Which is through the death of Jesus Christ, men, through their belief, can come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Somebody say the saving knowledge of Jesus. Now you as a child of God has been commissioned. As you come to accept Christ, you have also been commissioned to go and make disciples of Jesus. Bring that message that John 3.16 is talking about that whosoever believeth whosoever believeth should not perish but have everlasting life. Now jump to Romans chapter 10 verse 8 to 15. Whosoever believe should not perish but will have eternal life. Did you get my, my Romans 10, 8? Amen. He said, but what saith it? The word is near unto thee, near thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preached. That if you or if thou shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart, 
that God hath raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Now stay here. We're going to continue. And so this is the way to salvation. He said, if you will confess with your mouth and shall believe in your heart that God hath raised him, talking about Jesus, from the dead, then you shall be saved. Amen. So, salvation comes as a result of your belief and your confession. It's time for us to return back to the old ways of doing altar calls. Amen. Where men come up and confess their sins. Confess Jesus as their Lord and their personal Savior. Confession is needed. Now there's some people that can say, yes, I was, I was home, the Lord visited me and I became a believer. But until you confess, you cannot enter into salvation. Yes, you can believe in your heart, but confession with the mouth is what takes you into salvation. Amen? You see, when you look at the story about the Ark of the Covenant, how when they were returning the ark into the into into Jerusalem and 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 they put the ark of the covenant on a cart like like a cart that was they were pushing and as they were pushing the ark was falling and somebody that you know loved the lord thinking that that right thing to do went and put their hand to hold the ark and the moment he touched the ark, the Lord killed him. His name was Uzzah. The Lord killed him. And David saw how the Lord had killed Uzzah while he's trying to save the ark. And he got angry and said, the ark should not come. And he took the ark into the house of Obedidom. And Bible says, as the ark entered into the house of Obedidom, guess what? The Lord blessed Obedidom for three months. And then David said, nah, this man of Bedidim is taking all the blessing. I need to bring the ark back into my house. And so David commanded for them to bring it. But this time, he went and bring the priests and the Levites to carry the ark into Jerusalem. And the Lord made a statement in, in Second Chronicles or First Chronicles. He said, and the Lord made a breach against them. Why? Because they did not do it according to the due order. There is a due order set up for the ark to be carried. The ark must be carried by the shoulders of the priest. Not on the new technology, not on the, ark, not, not, not on the cart where you push, but the priest must carry it. And the, reason, and, the, and the reason why God killed Uzzah is because they did not do it after the due order. So when it comes to salvation, there is a due order. Somebody said there's a due order. There's a way God has sent you for you to be saved. He said, unless you confess with your mouth and the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart, then you shall be what? Be saved. So, confessing the, the Lord Jesus, that word Lord Jesus means that he's a master of you. Anytime you see the Lord, that means master, the owner. He, he is the Lord over you. So, unless you confess him as your Lord, as the owner of you and also believe in your heart that God raised him because the resurrection was not an easy subject for the people to, to accept. It takes a believer 
to accept the message of resurrection. And so unless you can believe that yes, Jesus came on, on this earth, he died for me and resurrected on the third day, you cannot enter into salvation. Amen. So we must know the due order for salvation. And so as you go out to preach, know that the people must confess Christ and they must believe in their hearts. Amen. This is, I will teach you about the message that we are going to carry out there to bring many to Christ in Jesus' name. Now, continue to, let's continue to read from here, verse 10. He said, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto what? Salvation. We confess into salvation. Amen. And verse 11. For the scripture said, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Verse 12. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over, the, over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be do what? Shall be saved. If you call upon the name, there's salvation for you in the name of Jesus. Now verse 14 is very interesting. He said, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how, they shall, how shall they believe in, who, in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Somebody say a preacher. Somebody say a preacher. So in order for people to believe in their hearts, they must hear. Somebody say they must hear. He said, how can they, how, shall, how then shall they call on him who they have not believed? So in order for them to believe, they must hear. And how shall they believe if they have not heard? And how are they going to hear if nobody say to them? This is where you come in. You are the one that God is choosing and have chosen to go out to say it to them. There are many souls that are perishing. Including your own, some of your siblings, including your family members, including your co-workers, including your, 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 your community. There are people there that are perishing. How can they believe if you don't go out to say to them? They are waiting. They are waiting to accept the message. But if they don't hear it, they cannot come into the saving knowledge of Jesus. You have to understand that hell is eternal. The people that you love, that if you don't witness to them, they will end up enjoying eternity in hell. Suffering eternity in hell. There's no enjoyment in hell. There's only suffering. So God is calling us as his children, as those that he has chosen, those that he has called to be the mouthpiece of him, to send the message out there so that those that need to hear must hear and believe and be saved in Jesus' name. Many of us have been idle. 
And one of the ways to lose value in this kingdom is to stay idle and not do anything. We look at Ecclesiastes chapter, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 18. Uh, the, the Bible says, put out on the screen, Ecclesiastes 10 18. Move quickly for me, whoever is behind it. Amen. For in much wisdom, for in much wisdom is much grief. Well, lay hands on whoever is behind this thing today. Make sure whoever does it every day is the one doing it. I don't want no trainer. You're not training anybody on my clock. Amen. Please. He said, by, by much slothfulness, the building decayeth. And through idleness, of the hand of the house drop it through. Amen. Give me an NIV for this one. He said, by much slothfulness. Say, through laziness, the rafters sag because of idle hands, the house leak. Amen. Somebody say, through laziness and through idleness. You see, once we are idle as children of God, he said the house will what? Leak. Go back to the King James on the same. I like the King James better. So by much strengthening, the building decayeth. And through idleness of the hand, the house dropped through. And so we are dropping through as children of God because we have been idle. And one of the ways to lose value in this kingdom is to stay idle. The worst thing is for God to commission you to do something and you don't do it. You will lose value in the kingdom. So the more you reveal more, you see, God gives you a revelation and you're able to share it. He increases more. And there are people that bring carnality even into the revelation of the Lord. They say, let me hold it. I don't want to release it. Like I will. By the time you are holding it, God has already released it to somebody else. So we must obey the great commission. If we're just going to sit here every Sunday and come to hear the word and not go out there to preach, how can they hear? Unless a preacher is sent. How can they believe? Unless they hear. So, so you have the responsibility to go out and preach. To go out and win souls. See, I have a responsibility. It is a mandate over your life. You don't need to be ordained for that. As much as the day you accepted Christ, you were ordained to go out. Say, I am ordained to go out. Say, go ye into the world. Go ye into the world. Go ye into the world. On Wednesday, we talked about the world. And the world could be your environment. It could be your community. It could be your family. It could be anyone that you encounter. It could be your world. Amen. May you not lose your value as a believer. May you take full responsibility to go out and win souls for Christ. In Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the things shall be what? Added unto you. 
So, so we, even in our prayers, we must be kingdom conscious even in what we ask of him. If he said, I seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added. Why are we praying for marriage? And we have not prayed for souls to be saved. Why? That is not wisdom. Because the word said, once I am seeking his kingdom, everything else will be added. And you are too busy asking for a job. When did you go and say, Lord, let souls be saved? When do you say that I'm fasting and praying so that my brother, so that my sister, so that my father, so that my mother, so that my entire family will come into the saving knowledge of Jesus? When was the last time? Once you are seeking the kingdom first, the marriage comes, the children come, the good job comes, everything else you need in life, the Lord begins to add. And there are some of us that have never, you don't even ask God for money. All you do is asking God for money. You are missing the point. Ask God for souls. Ask God for, 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 for the souls of men to be saved. As mother is one of his number one agenda is to win many. Including the witch that has been with you. Jesus won that witch saved. I know you want that witch to bind it. <laughs> to burn in hell but God is seeking for the souls of men to be saved may we have the heart of Jesus may we come back into divine alignment in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus You see, the glory of this latter house lies in the growth of the church. If the church is not growing, we will not walk in dominion and we will not walk in glory. When you look at Micah chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Micah chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Micah 4, 1 and 2. He said, but in the last days it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established in the top of the mountain and it shall be exalted above the hills and the people shall flow onto it and many nations shall come and say come let us go up onto the what the mountain of the lord and to the house of the god of jacob and he will teach us of his ways and he will walk, and we will walk in his path for the lord shall go forth of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Amen. So in this last days is the multitude of the church that will bring the glory of the church. It says I'll be above the mountains and I pray that we, are, we as the children of God will make sure that the church of Christ grow and get big so that we will be more influential. Even when it comes to the government, the, the group that have most people are most of the time the ones that should be having more influence because you carry voting power. You can determine who should be president and who should not be president. So when the church is not growing, we lose power.
power, we lose authority, we lose the dominion that God has given to us. The second mandate is for us to walk in dominion. But we cannot walk in dominion when we as a church is not growing. Reason why there's, there's a shift in the laws of this country, in the Supreme Court, because Christians have made their way into the judges in the Supreme Court. So when they vote, they stand by their beliefs and they overturn some things. Do you understand what is happening? Because now Christ has found his way into the government. And he said, in the last days, the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be above every mountain. And I pray that we will not just stay in our little corner, but we will go on top in our fields in the name of Jesus Christ. May the Lord use you to change some laws. May the Lord use you to affect many nations in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So we have a task of bringing many to the church. Say, I have a task to bring many to the church. In Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 19 to 21. Jeremiah 30, 19 to 21. He said, and out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. And I will multiply them. Say, say I will multiply them. The Lord is speaking. I will multiply them. May we be multiplied. I say, may KFT be multiplied. He said, I will multiply them and they shall not be few. We will not be few. Say, we will not be few. And I will also glorify them and they shall not be small. <laughs> the glory that's not connect to small. The glory is connect to the multitude. He said, I will multiply them. Say, I will multiply them. Say, I will multiply them and I will glorify them. And they shall not be small. That means that the glory come when the multiplication come. I pray that we will multiply ourselves in the name of Jesus. I pray that we will not just hear the word for ourselves. May you receive the zeal for evangelism. May you receive the fire for evangelism. May you receive the compelling grace to begin to compel men to come into the house of the Lord. We are in the last days. Say we are in the last days. So that means that the church must grow. And, and you have been the one commissioned to go and bring many to the church. Say I have been commissioned to bring many to the church. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So our dominion lies in our number. It was Friday, we were driving to church and first city was telling me how we need to get into the government. Why? Because we've seen a lot of people that are moving to, to Connecticut as a result of this church. So the more we increase in this community or in this city or this state, the more influential we become. Amen. So the church cannot stay small. He said, I will glorify them because of what? They are, they may not, because they are not few. So we cannot be few. Say we cannot be few. In verse, is it verse 19? Verse, go to verse 20. Their children also shall be as aforetime. And their congregation shall be established before me. May the Lord establish our congregation. 
I say, may Jehovah establish this church. May the Lord establish us in this land. In the name of Jesus. Say, oh Lord, establish me. He said, I will punish all that oppress them. So the Lord began to avenge for us, even as we grow. He said, I will punish them that have oppressed them. May you not be oppressed. May Jehovah begin to punish every oppressor. Anyone behind your oppression. May the Lord begin to punish them. May the Lord begin to judge them. May the Lord begin to avenge on your behalf. In the name of Jesus. Oh, you do not believe that. But may it be sold for someone to say amen. In Jesus' mighty name. He said, and their nobles shall be of themselves. And their nobles shall be of themselves. And their governor shall proceed from the midst of them. God is speaking to us. I say, Jehovah is speaking to us. And I will cause him to draw near. And he shall approach unto me. For who is this that engages the heart to approach unto me? See as the Lord. He said, they are nobles. May we have noble men and women in this house. I'm speaking prophetically and I'm preaching prophetically to you today. I say, may we have nobles, nobles from us. May governors, may the seat of senators, seat of governors, seat of, of, of lawyers, seat of judges come from among us in the name of Jesus Christ. May, may the governor come from among us. May those that make decisions in this land come from among us in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive that. Governors. Nobles. May they come from KFT. May those that make decisions come from us. So when we need certain things to be approved, we are there. Somebody say we are there. When you need certain things to be approved, you don't have to now cry and beg the government because you have one from among you inside. Amen. May the Lord cause his word to be true. I know you may not believe it, but I believe it. That one of you will be governors over this land. That one of you will be senators. You'll be part of the house of representative. You'll be part of the decision board in the name of Jesus. The board of approvals for, for, for all kinds of things. May you be part of that in the name of Jesus. You are not going to be a lawyer to be a local lawyer. May you move into the government. May the Lord push you ahead in the name of Jesus. And go and bring Christ in that place. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. So we must be awake to our responsibility. Your responsibility is to go out. Amen. 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 Say I am responsible to go out. To go out. Now, I said this on the other day. On Wednesday, if you came on Bible studies in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 going we have been called into a ministry. Say, I've been called into a ministry. Say, a ministry of reconciliation. 
It's a very important ministry. Say it's a very important ministry. Who wants to be in the ministry of agriculture? You see, the, you have a ministry of agriculture, the ministry of health. There's another ministry called the ministry of reconciliation. And you are a member of that ministry. Say, I am a member. Now, the Bible said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Christ, by Jesus Christ, and hath given and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespass unto them, and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now, what is reconciliation? Now, to reconcile something means that you had it, you lost it, and you brought it back. Reconcile. Amen. And so, when man, create, when man was created, we were highly connected to God. As much for God will come in the, in the cool of the day and have conversation with man. There was a place by the garden called Eden where the presence of God was. It's like heaven was here on earth. And the day that Adam and Eve sinned, they lost that connection. They lost that mandate. They lost their dominion. They lost their purpose that in which God created them to be. So man lost that connection with God. It's like being a citizen of America and you committed a high treason and the government take your passport from you. And so you are now in some desert somewhere. And you don't know how to get back into your home country. Why? Because in order for you to get to your home country, there is, <laughs> there is what we call, um, what is those people at the border? <laughs> the border patrol to make sure that they check to see if you have the right documents to enter this country. If you don't have it, they will take you back. Amen. So man lost his passport to come back to the home country. The home country was heaven. Man have lost that passport to enter there. And so God decided to save man. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave. How did he give? He said, in order for me to save man, I must bring somebody from the home country. Amen. I must bring somebody from the home country to come here to establish an embassy. <laughs> Say, God is establishing embassies. To establish embassy in that wilderness, wherever you are, so that they can grant you a passport in order for you to travel back to your home country. And so, Jesus Christ stepped from the home country, descended down to this wilderness here on this earth, died and paid the price, did everything for man to be forgiven and for man to be saved. Now, in order for man to be saved, they must be granted a passport 
or a visa for them to come back. So when Jesus stepped down, he said, because I came from the home country and there's no one else that has ever come from the home country down here, that means that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can go back to the home country without me. And so Buddha did not come from the home country. Muhammad did not come from the home country. Whoever it is else out there did not come from the home country. Haile Selassie was a man just like you and I. Did not come from the home country. It was Jesus Christ who stepped from the home country to come to this earth. And so he could boldly say that I am the only way. Can, can a Jamaican citizen go to Africa, to Ghana, to go and establish an American embassy there? Does it work that way? Uh -huh. Amen. He can only do from the, the home country that he's been sent. So it would take an American to establish an American embassy in a nation. So Jesus is the only one qualified. I say he's the only one qualified because he has the backing of the home country to establish embassies here on earth. Say he has, he, say he has the authority to establish the embassy. And so when you look at John chapter 15 verse 5. Now, as he came, he died. And then after he finished everything. Alright, let me summarize it. He said, now, all power, all authority has been given to me. Now, I can grant visas and passport to people. So, I'm going to send you. You are the one to go out and establish many embassies for me. Because just like the U.S. have set up, where the Secretary of State, she or he, is in charge of all the embassies in the world. Say the Secretary of State. He's in charge of all the embassies of the world. And they are the ones responsible for giving you a passport and giving you visas. So Jesus is the Secretary of State of Heaven who came here on earth to establish that department of state here. And he said, now you are an ambassador. You are an ambassador. You are an ambassador. Every one of us are ambassadors. He said, now go ye into the world and establish embassies in your world. Because my assignment is to bring many into the home country. So when the great commission, you were the one that was commissioned to now go ye into the world and begin to hand visas and passport to people to travel back to the home country called called the kingdom of God. Say the kingdom of God. Say the kingdom of God. So without you, the embassy will not be established. And many are there that are struggling. They are waiting. When can I go back? There are many that are being oppressed. Many that are crying. Many that don't know how to live this life. There are many that want to commit suicide. Because they don't know how to get back to their home country, the kingdom. Say, Lord, help me. 
So Jesus said, I am the vine. Say, I am the vine. He said, I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abided in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. I am the head of, I am the secretary of state of heaven. No ambassador can do anything without the, without the authority from the secretary of state. The president don't even have time to appoint people at that time. They, they just, the, the, it is the help of the secretary of state that appoint ambassadors. There are so many. There are many countries. They all report back to whom? The secretary of state. Amen. So it is a big task. And so, so, so Jesus said, now that I have this authority, I'm choosing you. Go out. So at your workplace, the amazing part about this whole kingdom is that while you are moving, the embassy moves with you. <laughs> and you have been authorized to give visas and passport wherever you go. You don't need to bring people even back to the main headquarters to give them that passport. While you are out there, you are handing in passport and visas for people to come to the kingdom. And this is why it is required for you to grow. To know what to say when you get out there. Some of you don't even know what to say to grant them the passport. And today God said, I will teach you what to say when you get out there. Does it make sense? Say, I am, an, I am an ambassador. Say, I am the ambassador of Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So without Jesus, we cannot do anything. We need Christ. Say, we need Christ. In Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30. It takes wisdom to win souls. Say, wisdom to win souls. A wise man will win souls for Christ. And I pray that you'll be wise. Say, I'll be wise. He said, the fruit of righteous is a tree of life. And he that winneth souls is wise. May you be a wise soul winner. In Jesus' name. Now, what do you say when you go out? What am I to say? What am I to say? Mark chapter 13, verse 37. Mark 13, 37. He said, and what I say unto you, I say unto all. Say, I say unto all. So, number one, you must know that you are on the go as a sent one, as an ambassador. You know how bold ambassadors are? They, they don't even, you cannot even arrest them in your country because they are not under your authority. When you enter into the U.S. Embassy, I went to Germany, I entered into the U.S. Embassy and I saw Bank of America there. I saw gas, gas stations, gas stations that were cheaper than gas stations in the country. They don't even do liters. You know, in Germany, they do little liters. They do gallons in that embassy. 
Everything America, they have malls that had American goods. Everything represented America. The kind of cars they drive is the same cars they drive here. They don't go to a country and take the cars they drive. They take their cars there. Because they are backed by the home country. And so for you to be an ambassador, know that you are sent. Say, I am sent. With heaven's backing. You see, without revelation, you go with boldness. Because you know that you are not going by yourself. There's an authority behind you. There are angels. There are, are heaven convoy that is with you as you go. So when I step into evangelism, I know that I'm backed by heaven. I am a saint one. Who sent me? Jesus sent me. Jesus sent me to you. You go to your brother and say, Jesus sent me to you. Say, I am, I am sent. It's very important. Most people think that they just go because pastors send them. <laughs> or the head of evangelism, <laughs> the evangelism ministry sent them. No. You have to know that you have been sent by Christ. That you are, you are going as ambassador of Christ. Representing the interests of his kingdom here on earth. Oh, change that mindset from today. I'm, I'm an ambassador of Jesus. I'm representing the kingdom here for Jesus. I am sent by Jesus. That is my mindset. When I step out there, I am backed by Jesus. I know that I am sent. I know that I have been called. I know that I have been chosen for this assignment. Say, I know. I know. Say, I know. This is the reason why most people don't have confidence. Because they go there not knowing why they are even going. But if you go knowing that you are sent, you go with confidence. Say, I'll go with confidence. Say, I'll go with confidence. And when you speak, you know that heaven is backing what you are saying. In Jesus' name. You know that you are engaging with the mandate of Jesus for your life. You are sent. You are sent. You are sent. May your confidence be boosted from today. I say may your confidence be boosted as you go out today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You can never get results without confidence. The difference between the best basketball player ever and the worst basketball player most of the time it's not even it's not even that much of a skill it's confidence you can be skilled as as you know practice and be skilled but if you don't have confidence you will never be able to perform i was listening to kobe bryant yesterday and he said doubt doubt is not even part of his thinking the reason why he shot the ball every time because he never even think about missing it. Hmm. You, you get it. But, so when you are confident on the field, you know that, listen, I talk to you, you, heaven is backing me. So you come into Christ today because I am sent. I'm, I'm fulfilling the mandate of God over my life. I, I am an ambassador. I understand how the ambassador works. That any ambassador is backed by the home country 
And if angels are in heaven, they are backing me. The power of God is on my side. Signs and wonders. That is why most miracles happen when we go on evangelism. Not even when we are in church. If you want to see the blind see, the cripple walk, it's when we do an evangelism. The miracle is out there, not in here. Here, what's the miracle for? You already accepted Christ, so why, why does he have to do a miracle here? That over there, they need to see a miracle. So you go there with that confidence. Now pray that today, as we go out, we'll be confident that we are sent and that we are ambassadors in the name of Jesus. He said, go ye into the world. Go means you have been commanded. Your sender is your backbone. Say, my sender is my backbone. Is my backbone. So I will go. Say, say I will go with confidence as a sent one because I am sent in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You, you go to somebody and say, hey, my brother, I am sent by Jesus to come to you. Jesus sent me to you to come and proclaim liberty unto you. To come and bring you from darkness into his light. You must know that you've been sent. If you approach your brother and say, listen, today Jesus sent me to you, they'll begin to hear you. He said, so what did he say? He said, you've been lost in the wilderness and he wanted me to grant you a visa so that you can come back to the home country. That oppression you are going through, he said, he's giving me a way out for you. And if today, if you accept him, you are coming out of that oppression. You carry the word of life in your mouth. It is through what you preach to them will bring them out of that darkness that they are going through. Everyone out there who is not in crisis in darkness. In some way, somehow, they are going through things that they are not even saying to you. Not everybody enjoying life, looking like they are enjoying life, is truly enjoying life. Some of them have covered it up with just going out to parties. But they are struggling. They are depressed. They are, they, are, they, 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 they are crying every night. They are being oppressed in their dreams. They are being tormented. You carry the word of life in your mouth. You go to them and say, Jesus sent me to you to proclaim the word of life to you. I'm the one that carried the word to bring you out. Jesus has done it for me and he will do it for you. I know you don't have, you see that, that is why when you don't a Christian cannot have a job and still be happy. But somebody who's not in Christ will commit suicide because they got fired. There are difference here. There's two different kingdoms here. But today, say I am an ambassador. Say I'm an ambassador of Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus sent me to you to proclaim his word. Say, I am here to proclaim the word of the Lord. To bring you out of darkness. See, the word that we have been called to proclaim... It's a word of blessing. Somebody say word of blessing. So if I approach you and say, listen, Jesus sent me to you to proclaim his blessing unto you. Wouldn't you want to listen to me? Because no one really denied, nobody will reject blessing. 
Will somebody reject blessing? They wouldn't. Amen. I said no one will do what? They can't. Because everyone wants to be blessed. And so when you go, number one, Jesus sent me to you to proclaim his blessing over your life. In Jesus' name. In Acts chapter 3, verse 26. Acts 3, 26. He said, unto you first, go. Having raised up his hand, his son, Jesus, sent to be blessed. No, unto you first, God. Having raised up his son, Jesus, sent him to bless you. In turning away every one of you from, your, from his iniquity. So here, stay here, see. We've been sent to proclaim blessing. Jesus is sending us to bless. So when we go, we know that we've been sent to release what? Blessing. So the first word he wants us to release is, Jesus sent me to you to speak blessings over your life. To proclaim his blessing over you. And then he said, in turning away everyone from your iniquity. May Jesus help us. Amen. So with that mindset, knowing that we've been sent to proclaim his blessing. What truly must you preach to them? What must you preach? Luke chapter 1 verse, Luke chapter 8 verse 1. You must preach what Jesus preached. He said, and it came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city and village preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God and the twelve were with him. What did Jesus preach? He went through the city and the village. He preached and he showed the glad tidings of the kingdom. So that means that we go out, we have to know that we are there to preach and to show the goodness of the kingdom. We must go there and preach what is in the kingdom of God. If somebody is sleeping around you, touch them and say, wake up. Because such messages is what will help you to fulfill your mandate as a child of God. Amen. And Satan likes to put you to sleep because one of Satan's assignments is to be a bird that takes away the word when it's sown into your life. I know you don't sleep at work and your work is more boring than what I'm doing. Amen. You, you go there with a, with a shot of coffee. Keep your eye like this so that you, when you are at the meeting, you don't sleep. Amen. Say so we are to go out to proclaim, to preach, and show the good tidings, the glad tidings of the kingdom in the name of Jesus. So in other words, Jesus went to market the wonders, the provision of the kingdom. He went to tell you what is in the kingdom. You understand that? Because if I don't advertise it to you, you can never come in. So Jesus went and showcased 
the blessing, the good things that is in the kingdom so that the people can come. With that, you see, if you can go there, it makes sense now. If you can go there and show the sh- what is in the kingdom, the people will come in there. Say the good tidings, the glad tidings of the kingdom. So we are there to, as a marketer, to market it. I'm here to market to you. If you come here, this is what you will get. You will get that one, you get that one, you get that. And that is what you go to preach. And so this is what Jesus did. Why do you think that many came to him? Because everyone in the world is looking for the, what is in the kingdom. Because what is what we lost. And there's something in, in us that is, is in need of it. So when we go out, see, it's, it shouldn't be that much of a struggle. You, one day you can go on the field and win every soul that you meet. Because there are blessings and good things in the kingdom. You see, the reason why we have not been able to successfully do it because we don't even know what to say when we get out there. May the Lord help us. In Luke chapter 9 verse 6. Luke 9 6. And they departed and went through the towns preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. <laughs> Jesus will not just proclaim the gospel without showing you what's in the what's in the kingdom. One of the things in the kingdom is healing. And so he told you about it and then he healed you. Amen. Amen. There are many that are sick out there, sick mentally, sick emotionally, sick physically. When we go out, we demonstrate these things. We preach to them the gospel and we bring the kingdom to them in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. They departed, went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. So we proclaim God's blessings to turn the trials into triumph. We're able to bring the sick into health. Bring the poor into riches. In the name of Jesus. Averting the curses into blessing. That is the mandate of our lives. We are there to show them what is in the kingdom or what does the kingdom offer now. You understand? Tell them this is what the kingdom has to offer you now at this moment. And some of you, as you are getting ready to go out, you will see signs and wonders. You will see miracles. You will see healings. You will see things. You see the blind see. The deaf will begin to hear. The cripple will begin to walk. Why? Because now you know that you are being sent. And you have heaven's backing. And the kingdom, God bless, the things that you are doing is what is in the kingdom. The signs, the miracles, the healing, the, the averting of curses, the, the moving from trials into triumph and, and, and overturning mischiefs, they are all some of the benefits in the kingdom. May the Lord help us to proclaim it. In the name of Jesus.
Bible says he took our infirmities on the cross. He took it from your life. You tell them. Jesus has already taken your infirmities. See, within the kingdom, you are already healed. But outside the kingdom, you are sick. You say, come into the kingdom because Jesus has already carried away your infirmities, your sicknesses, your weakness is already carried away. In the kingdom, there is health. And then you demonstrate it right there. Just listen, a lot of miracles happen when you go on the field. It's not to postpone the miracle. It's to show them that this is what the kingdom has to offer you now. So when you look at evangelists like Reynard Bonke, after they preach, the miracles that happen, they don't touch nobody. They proclaim the gospel and people get off the, uh, their wheelchairs. The blind begin to see. The deaf begin to hear. Why? Because behind the message, heaven backs it by signs and wonders. So when you go there, know that you are backed. You are sent. Say, I am sent. I am an ambassador. I carry, I carry heaven's embassy with me wherever I go. So when you are there, angels are working with you. The Holy Ghost is there working with you. Signs and wonders begin to go happen. Because Jesus has taken away our infirmities. He has carried it on the cross. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You let them know that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Far above principalities and power. You let them know that, listen, once you come into Christ, you cannot be afflicted anymore. You cannot be tormented anymore. You cannot be oppressed anymore. That sickness must go. That sickness must leave you. If you come to Jesus. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. So we must show them the good tidings of the kingdom. There are many good things that the kingdom has to offer to us. May we know it so that we can proclaim it. You cannot be infirmed. One of the things that people are looking for is healing. There are many that are sick. The worst place for a man is for a man to be sick. As a human being, when you are sick, you are helpless. Helpless. Jesus came to bring healing. In the kingdom, there is healing. In the kingdom, there is healing. Oh, I see you doing wonders. I see you having testimony of people, people getting healed. By you just uh, witnessing to them. I see healing taking place. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. He took away our infirmities. He took it from our life. And you let them know that they will, God will take it. Jesus will take it from their life too. And sometimes it's good to bring you, your testimony in there somewhere. You say, you know what? I was sick like you. And Jesus took away my infirmity. People are like, oh really? You had cancer too? You say, yes. Be real though. If you didn't have cancer, they don't say cancer. And that's say go and say you have cancer where well, you never had it. 
Because sometimes you think your test is your testimony. What you, and, and, and that right there will win a soul right there. You say, Jesus took away my infirmities and he wants to take yours. And he asks you, so how can he do it? And you show them the way. Say, say I will show them the way. Those days of bringing you to your pastor is over. Oh, let me take you to my... I've gotten a call before. I was home and somebody called me, Pastor, can you please lead this one to, to do the prayer that you pray for people when they accept Christ? I said, we are in trouble here. You are an ambassador. I never heard an ambassador of, of, of Jamaica calling the one in Antigua to come and grant somebody a visa or a passport. You out there, you do it. Say, I'll do it. Do you know how to do it? You must grow. You hear me say it all the time. Are you learning? We preach it every day. Are you learning? May the Lord help us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Okay. I'm just going to stop now. I didn't really get into it. I'll get into it next week. Because I don't want to give you too much. But at least for now, I think it will ginger you up. Amen. Be on your feet. Oh, give a clap of him to the Lord. We need that grace to go out and fulfill that mandate. Nobody will do it for us. We will lose our value if we don't go out and do it. It's a mandate for every believer. Do I have some believers in the house? So if you are here as a believer, you carry that mandate. We want to pray for the spirit of God. The Bible says you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost come upon you. And then you shall be witnesses unto me from Jerusalem to Samaria to Judea to all the outermost part of the earth. We want to pray to the Lord to empower us to go and fulfill this mandate. Now before we pray, if you are here and you don't know Jesus, as the message is coming, you know that Jesus is the only way. He said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. He's the only way, one from, the, from heaven that came and carried the authority to grant you the same passport to go to the kingdom. If you're here, you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to walk towards me right now. If you're here, you want to accept Christ. You want God to grant you your passport. Give you access to the kingdom. It can only happen when you believe in your heart. And you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. That is the only way to be saved. If you hear Jesus is speaking to you, the Holy Ghost is touching your heart, don't resist it. Close your eyes, everyone. Don't resist it. Walk towards me right now. 
This is the hour of salvation. This is the time for you to be saved. You don't know what will happen when you go out. Run towards me quickly. Run towards me. Run towards me. In the name of Jesus. If nobody here like this, I want us to begin to cry out to the Lord for the grace, for the anointing, for the empowerment to go out to fulfill the mandate of the Great Commission. He said, Go ye into the world and preach the gospel. Begin to pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Again, your hosts were Apostle Dominic Osei and Prophetess Leslie Osei. We hope you were blessed by this conversation and gained insight. Please be sure to connect with us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at Kingdom Full Tabernacle. Until next time, God bless you.